0: Shalom brothers and sisters, this is Amanda. I pray and hope that you all have had a blessed day and a blessed week as we're about in the middle of the week and I just hope that you've had a good week so far. Um, So I am coming on tonight to share uh, one last episode with the topic of forgiveness which has now turned into a series. Before I jump into this last message that I want to share, I want to first explain something. Some of you have probably seen that at some point between yesterday and today, there were four total episodes titled Forgiveness. Part one, part two, part three, part four. And um, I apologize for the confusion because now there's only two episodes. So Long story short, I felt convicted and led to remove the last episode I did and the second one I did. And the reason why was the last one just didn't come out the way that I wanted it to. Um, I probably should have prayed more about that. And I probably should have listened to it before I had published it. And um, yeah, it, I just wanted to go ahead and redo that. The second episode, or part two of Forgiveness... Was an episode where I went into more detail about the experience I had in a job that I had back in 2019. I just went into more specifics and details, and you know, I felt convicted to not have that out there and broadcast what this individual had done specifically. Um, I shared quite a bit in part one, and um, I don't know. I you know my. My whole thing is not to embarrass or humiliate anybody or make anybody feel bad or guilty or anything like that. And even though that individual will probably never hear this, <laughs> but um, I just didn't feel right about it. And I felt that that just needed to stay to myself. So I went ahead and removed that. Now, as of now, as of right now, there are two parts part one and part two. Part one is where I shared two experiences one that I have with my family. Um, specifically with my mother and brother and part two which was originally part three is me talking about an experience I had with my father all of them having to do with things that were done to me and then me having forgiveness for these individuals so this is part three and this will be the last of the episodes I really didn't think that I was gonna share everything that I have shared even the two episodes that I have removed um But you know what? This has been a blessing because it's had me reflect on some things. It's resurfaced some things and it's been pretty emotional. But at the same time, I needed to do this and I wanted to do this for those that have been enduring the same trials and um, just needed some encouragement or sometimes just hearing that we're not the only ones going through these types of things. In a like a strange way, can be comforting, and so um, that's what I wanted to do. But the reason why I remove the very last episode is because I want to redo it, and what I actually want to talk about is I want to focus and just kind of talk about. Um, I want to talk about two aspects, like if you're the person that is waiting for an apology or like, you need to forgive someone, you know, I want to talk about that, or if you are someone that has actually done something hurtful to somebody and you're wanting to apologize or maybe you don't know how, I just kind of want to talk about what that looks like, Um, maybe try to give some advice as best as I can from both perspectives, Um, and I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people are probably at that point where they're like, what do I do, whether you're the one that was offended or whether you were the one that did the offending, you know? So I just kind of want to talk about that. And I pray that it helps somebody out there, That is, it is a source of encouragement. Um, And yeah, I I also just want to share that if you are going through something like this or have in the past and maybe would like to talk about it, please feel free to email me. Um, I think I even added my phone number, which was like a huge, crazy step. (laughs) But I have faith that nothing bad will happen. But um, if you go to the episode where I was asking for prayers and just kind of sharing um, a trial that we're currently enduring, I put all my information in the uh, description box, excuse me. So you can call me, you can email me. If we are friends on Facebook You can message me on there. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) feel free to reach out if you need someone to talk to or you just need prayer. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. And again, I'm sorry for all the confusion and the removing of certain episodes and changing certain ones. Yeah, just bear with me. Um, And when you listen to part two, you'll hear me say that it's part three. And again, that's because I got rid of... um, part two, and made part three, part two, (laughs) so, I know, it's, it's, it's a mess, I'm really, really sorry, but, yeah, I just, I felt led to do that change, so, anyway, um, all right, so, let's talk about forgiveness again, and what that looks like, how we can go about it, again, whether we're the ones that, um, had the wrong done to, or, you are somebody that maybe you've done something wrong to somebody and maybe you've been wanting to apologize and you know just don't know how or something like that. So I want to first start off talking about the group of people who have been persecuted, been offended, has had wrong done to them and maybe you are having a hard time forgiving or maybe you have Um, But there's no closure because there hasn't been an apology and so on and so forth. So I'm going to try to address different circumstances, different situations of what that might look like. So first off, I know for me, um, if you've already listened to part one and part two, you guys know that I have been through some major stuff, uh, more so with family. And um, I have been through quite a bit with jobs and the worst experience was the one I shared. Um, I've also been through some really painful things with friendships and even like church or fellowships. So I have experienced quite a bit of hurt, rejection, and things like that in my life that, um, again, have, have taught me a lot about Yahuwah about his mercy, about his grace and about forgiveness. Now I'm in no way saying that the process of forgiveness is by any means easy, not for the person that was hurt and not for the person that has done the wrong. It's, it's not an easy thing. Um, and then I'll I'll explain in more detail why that is like, even for the person that has done wrong, why that's not an easy thing. Um, So I know firsthand what it feels like and I know that the process of forgiveness can be really hard and it can take some time. In some cases, it can take months. It could take years. Um, So the first thing that I want to share and what I've learned personally is that we definitely cannot hold a grudge or try and retaliate. Um, It's Number one, it's not healthy. Number two, you know, there's scripture that says you know, that we are to forgive when someone trespasses against us, so that our Father in heaven will forgive us our trespasses, right? It's not good to harbor on to unforgiveness. I think I s- explained this in part one, where I said that holding on to unforgiveness is like being locked in a cell and the key being right there within reach, right? But you refuse to grab the key and let yourself out, right? Um, because un- unforgiveness can be a stronghold just like anything else as well. So remember that when when we harbor unforgiveness, it can create bitterness within us. Um, it can create anger, resentment, and all kinds of negative emotions that we know, it, number one, are not from Yahuwah. Number two, it's the enemy's way of keeping us bound. Um, and again, it actually does us more harm than it does the person that offended us, right? So again, another way to look at it. Um, this one's kind of extreme, but it makes sense. Um, holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking a vial of poison and hoping that it it would poison the other person. But what it's actually going to do is it's going to poison you. It's going to harm you, not them. So that's another way to look at it as well. Um, believe me, again, I know. Um, sometimes we feel that if we were to forgive the person, that it would justify it that it would make it right what they've done and it doesn't brothers and sisters I used to feel the same way I used to feel like if I if I forgive this person that means they're getting off scot-free you know like or they themselves are going to think that they're going to be like you see I did nothing wrong especially if you're dealing with like a narcissist or um a prideful person but you know what brothers and sisters it doesn't what it does is it releases you from that from that bondage and Remember that Elohim is a just Elohim, right? Yah is a just Elohim. And He will, you know, handle it the way that He sees fit in His perfect timing, you know? Like, nothing goes unpunished that is sinful or wrong, right? Yahuwah will do the correction or the correcting. But what it does is it it releases us um, from that burden. So it's really important that we do that. Another thing that I learned is, you know, um, learning about mercy and learning about grace, what both of those mean. You know, if you look up the definition of both, it's very clear. You know, for example, grace is unmerited favor. So in other words, we're giving favor to someone that doesn't necessarily deserve it, you know. And that's what Yahuwah does for us daily. You know, like we are so undeserving of so much. Um, and yet there's grace, right? That's the whole reason why Yeshua died for us, for our sins, so that we could have grace. We can have this unmerited favor so that we could have eternal life with with Yahuwah, with our father in heaven, right? So um if he can extend mercy and grace to us, we need to be able to extend mercy and grace to others, right? And that's one thing that a lot of These experiences that I've had, I've only talked about three, but I've had several. But each one has taught me, um, even if it took a while, how to extend mercy and grace to these individuals. Um, It's not always easy, but I can tell you that, um, you know, positive feelings come from it. And you do get to the point where you heal, you know, you may never forget it. But you heal from it, you know, um, again, and it releases you from that bondage, right? If we hold on to these things, it's just not good for us all the way around. Um, so it's taught me, it's taught me mercy and grace along with, of course, forgiving being the outcome, right? Forgiveness being the outcome. Another thing too that I learned is that when we hold on to unforgiveness, we can actually delay and hinder or block Blessings and breakthroughs that Yahweh wants to bring in our lives. Um, That one really hit me hard. That really hit me hard. I was like, "Oh my goodness, you know, like that's not good, (laughs) you know." And not that I deserve any of the blessings that Yahweh has for me or even the breakthroughs, but um, I was just devastated to find that out because right around that same time, I had learned that I thought I had forgiven someone fully. Uh, for something they had done, and I hadn't um, fully forgiven them. I thought I had, and I'll go over like some, like I'll try to give you some ways of how you can tell if you've actually forgiven somebody or not. So, um, I'll talk about that here in just a second. So, I learned that as well, and that that was really hard for me to take in. Um, another thing too is that. I think one of the first steps that we have to like come to realization with is that we may not get an apology ever, you know, and it really just depends on the situation. It depends on, on who it was with, what happened, the severity of it. And that's okay. I know that for some of us, it's a form of closure and we feel that we deserve an apology, right? And we feel like that if the person doesn't apologize, you know, it's just, it's hurtful, it's painful. But, you know, the thing is, is that we may never get that apology and we have to come to terms with that and move forward and still begin the process of forgiveness. See, one of the things that delayed me with some of the process of forgiveness in certain situations with me was that I was waiting for an apology before I started the process of forgiving that person. And I wasted so much time because no apology was coming. And I tell you what. That can be due to the fact that maybe you no longer in touch with that person. Um, it could it could have to do with... They could be a prideful person. And let me tell you something. When it's a prideful person, you can bet your bottom dollar that more than likely... Um, I shouldn't say bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That like portrays gambling and that's a sin. Um, okay. Um... I can tell you right now that with a prideful person, you probably won't get an apology because they rarely see the error of their ways or they do, but they won't admit it, you know, Um, especially if they're prideful and have narcissistic tendencies, you probably won't get an apology. Um, So just be aware of that. But I want you to know from personal experience that do not wait on apology to start the process of forgiveness with the person, um, because that will delay you and hold you up big time. So don't make that same mistake that I did. Um, But I totally understand, you know, we feel like that an apology is in order. And yes, you know, there should be an apology, but it's not always going to happen. So and, you know, take it to yawn prayer, pray about it, you know. I know it's hard, but we have to get to... A point in our personal relationship with Yahuwah where we are handing over our pain, our burdens, our problems to Yahuwah, that we are laying it at his feet, or that we are leaving these things in his hands to either help us with or just give it to him altogether and not carry those those burdens anymore. And Yeshua talks about that as well in scripture. So One of the best advice that I can give to those that have been hurt and maybe struggling with forgiving the offender um, is taking it to Yahoo in prayer, crying out to him, talking to him and asking him to help you. Now, one thing that I do want to say before I move on to the other side of forgiveness is... um, If you are someone that is going through the same thing I am, where you're dealing with the same thing over and over and over, and it's become like extremely unhealthy, it's draining you, it's affecting your mental health, your emotional health, um, and maybe you just don't know what to do. And here's the thing, when it comes to forgiving someone, you know, they say that the more you do something, the easier it gets. And that is not the case when it comes to forgiving someone. It is just as hard every single time. And I am in that, like, I'm in that pattern right now where even after years with the same people, because it's, it's this pattern, right? Because here's the thing, I'm dealing with prideful, narcissistic people. And when you have those types of people in your life, My goodness, it is just, my heart goes out to you if you're going through the same thing because my goodness, it is not an easy thing to go through. Um, The problem with people like that is that even if you maintain a distance, even if whatever, these are the types of people that if they know your heart, they know who you are and things like that, they will reel you back in by just coming to you, acting like nothing ever happened. They sweep it under the rug, right? Because remember, narcissists and prideful people don't apologize, right? But they'll come to you and they'll make nice and act like nothing ever happened. They reel you in. So you're like, okay, you know, everything's neutral. Everything's good, right? Because we don't want to be in confrontation with anybody, right? We want to be restored and reconciled to people, right? Especially when it's loved ones, okay? So... And, and again, this can apply to family members, this can apply in a marriage, husband and wife, this can apply to friends, maybe not so much coworker. I mean, it, it's still a relationship, it's a work relationship, but there's n- not really like love involved. Um, but this really applies to any relationship, okay? Um, what can happen is everything's good and then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, a few months later, somewhere down the road, the same thing happens all over again, you're left hurt. And you're having... You're finding yourself having to start this process of forgiveness all over again. Brothers and sisters, I have done this. I can't even like... I've lost I've lost track of how many times I've had to do this with, with certain family members of mine. My parents, my brothers. Um, wow. And y- you know what? There comes a time for those of you that are dealing with this. You have to set boundaries. And you have to stick with those boundaries. Don't let anybody breach them because unfortunately more than likely I hope not but more than likely like in my case with my family they haven't changed at all in years and I've been praying for them there's been little to no change and more than likely when when people don't want to change the same thing is going to happen over no matter how much you don't want that to be true brothers and sisters I can tell you from personal experience it's going to happen all over again. I have seen it over and over and over for years in my life. Nothing changes. And I'm, I'm back at square one where I'm having to start this process of forgiveness all over again. And it is the hardest thing. It is the hardest thing to do. Um, it has affected my health. It has impacted my health in such a way that in 2021, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. For those of you that are... F- familiar with fibromyalgia if you want to learn more you can look it up but basically it's a condition where you get widespread pain in your muscles um sometimes you feel feverish when you when you get a flare-up you you hurt in certain places or all over you feel like you're sick i've noticed for me personally what triggers my flare-ups is lack of sleep and um stress because brothers and sisters i've had so many ptsds um I've had quite a few throughout my life. Um, if you haven't listened to part one and part two, go back and listen to them. I share three major experiences I went through that caused PTSD. There's a couple of other things that I am not open and ready to share. Um, one of them was just last year, and that was very, very difficult for me, and I haven't fully healed from that, and um, it's still very hard to talk about. So, yeah. Um, That was when I noticed my fibromyalgia really got bad because I went through such a huge episode of PTSD. It was horrible. Um, Even just thinking about it makes me emotional. So yeah, I'm not going to go there. But anyways, um, fibromyalgia is no joke. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to even do stuff around the house. Some days I have to just really listen to my body, not push it too much. But anyways, I believe that my fibromyalgia is a result of all the trauma and stress that I went through throughout my life and with these major things that I experienced, that this is my body's way of trying to cope with it. My nervous system is so hypersensitive. Um, it's It's what causes the fibromyalgia. I also had an anxiety disorder um, right before I moved to Colorado in 2017. That was really bad. I had never in my life experienced anything like that. I mean, I was even getting panic attacks, like, in the middle of the night. It was horrible. I would get, like, these horrible thoughts about um, what would happen. So... When I had this anxiety disorder, I was still in Missouri. I was by myself with my son. My family had moved back to Colorado um, ahead of me. I I stayed out there for like a year and a half before I came out here. I was alone, and the enemy. And it just so happened, brothers sisters, that right after my son, and I got right after my son and I got baptized. These attacks started happening, but I also feel too. It was also a result of just everything I had gone through. Like my body had had enough. And the thing is, brothers and sisters, I never went to therapy or anything like that. I always dealt with it with with Yahuwah through prayer and his word. I never went to therapy for these things. (laughs) So um, I would get these full blown panic attacks. I would get these thoughts like, what if something happened to me? What would happen to my little boy? We're all alone out here like we didn't have any family out here. Or even if I did, if, if it was family I even trusted. I didn't really have friends that I could trust. I mean, I, every day was tormented with these thoughts. It's horrible. It, I mean, it, I've been through a lot, brothers and sisters. And I'm not looking for sympathy or anything, but I have been through hell and back and then hell again and back. But praise Yahuwah that he's been with me always. Even looking back to some of the things that I went through before I even became a believer... I know that he was with me. That's how I was able to get through everything. And it's made me who I am today. And it's made me stronger. Right? In him. And um, yeah. So I'm just really thankful. So anyways. um, Yeah. So again, don't wait for an apology to start the process of forgiveness. Um, I know it's not always easy. And I just did this recently. But I had to really think about, like, the individuals who have hurt me and try to understand maybe why they did it, and I do understand, you know, remember that pride and narcissism and things like that are mental health issues, Um, many people are suffering with things like that, plus also, I believe that these are also demonic spirits that cause these things, you know, there's spirit of anger, spirit of anxiety spirit of fear you know there's just all these different things and you know it's incredible I just learned recently how much the bible actually talks about narcissism and pride and how it is just really just very demonic and um I never realized how much I knew the bible talked a lot about pride but I didn't know how much it talked about narcissism believe it or not um and, and the last thing that I want to encourage for those of you that have been hurt and are in the process of forgiveness is um, pray for the people that have hurt you. Pray for those who have persecuted you. You know, they, they need your prayers. And I know it's hard, but Yeshua tells us to love our enemies, um, to pray for them. And that's what they need. You know, if most of the time, again, they do these things because they themselves are suffering they themselves are going through something major. Remember when I was sharing about the manager that I worked with? I shared this in part one. You know, Yahuwah highlighted this person to me and showed me that one, this person, like, they weren't really like that. It's not who they were. Um, And that they were that way because of whatever trials, one, that they were currently going through and whatever hurt that they had probably experienced either during that time or maybe some time in their past. Um, so when people are broken, some, and and if they don't have a solid relationship with Yahuwah, um, this can be the result, you know? So we just, we need to pray for them, brothers, sisters, believe me, it's hard. Um, and if you don't see change or if you don't, you know, get an apology or things like that, you know, don't, don't be discouraged, I know how that feels. I felt that way with my, you know, with my family members, certain family members, and I'm just like, I don't understand. But one thing that Yahuwah helped me to see is that sometimes people just don't want to change. And when people don't want to change, there's really nothing we can do about that but pray for them. And even at that, if they don't want to change, there's not much Yahuwah can do because remember there's free will. So... He's not going to force them. They need to get to the point where they set the pride aside. They humble themselves before Yah and cry out to Him. So until that time comes, if it does, we just have to continue praying for them until then. So I hope that advice for those that have been hurt and have been in the process of forgiving or you have forgiven, um, I hope that that helps. And if you have already been through the process and you have forgived someone, you know, praise YAH. And I hope that you do feel peace, shalom, um, and like weight off of your shoulders, you know. Again, it doesn't always take away the hurt. You know, hurt is healed with time. Um, and even then, brothers, sisters, you know, in part two, I talked about something my dad did to me, and that was one of the first experiences I had. I was 19, so that was 18 years ago, and I still think about it sometimes, and as as you can tell, when I was sharing the experience, you know, I started crying. Um, it's something that still hurts, you know, and it's been 18 years, <laughs> you know, it's been 18 years, so, you know, the hurt doesn't always go away, but I have a sense of peace because I've forgiven my father and my mother, you know, and that's another thing too, is like, I've had people ask me, and I, I'm right there with you, I've had the same questions, how do, you, how do you respect people like that? How do you continue to love people like that? How do you honor, like... If it's with your parents, like me, how do you still honor your parents when they've done those things, right? There are people that get abused, there are people that get sexually abused, there are people that get mistreated. You know, I experienced abuse, but it was emotional abuse, right? Emotional and mental abuse. You know, how do you continue to love and honor and respect people that abuse you, right? And again, the only answer I can give you there is to take it to Yahoo in prayer. that and I think the definition of honor is you know like not bringing like I think dishonor means to bring shame I don't think I've ever brought shame to my parents I don't think I've ever done anything for my parents to to be ashamed of me or not proud of me so I don't think I'm dishonoring my parents I don't think I'm breaking that commandment by making a choice now in my life to not have a relationship with my parents. And here's the thing, like I actually try to reconcile with both of my parents uh, quite a bit throughout my life. And it would either work for a little bit and then it would go right back to the same thing or they just didn't want to. So it really wasn't by my choice, but I had to get to the point where I made a choice of what was going to be healthy, healthiest for me and best for me and my future and my family, you know, my children, my husband, and myself. Um, so today, sadly, I don't have a relationship really with either my mom or my dad. They're both still living and I don't have a relationship with either one of them. The really sad thing is that as of now, my dad is only about an hour and a half away from me and my mom is in the same city I am. But we don't really speak it's hard I still love my parents I still pray for them but and it's not that I've given up on trying to have a relationship with them but I feel that at this point it's best and that I have I feel good knowing I've done what I could and that I continue to pray Uh, my siblings same thing You know, because we have to remember too, brothers and sisters, that at the end of the day, these people, these individuals make the choices they make. They make the decisions they make. You know, especially when I went into truth and things like that, my family just had no respect for my life choices and my faith walk. I got tired of being ridiculed and persecuted and disrespected. And... When I got closer to y'all, that became the most important thing to me in my entire life. And I wasn't going to let anybody, not loved ones, not my own, you know, uh, children or husband or anything like that. Not anything was going to come before y'all or stand in the way of that. So, I mean, I had to make a choice. But you know what? Whether it's loved ones, whether it's friends whether it's your children, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a fellowship or church. None of us deserve to be treated that way, and we shouldn't tolerate it. Of course, we should address it out of love and respect, but we shouldn't tolerate it, and we don't have to. Yes, the Bible says we will be persecuted for our beliefs, for following Yah, for keeping His commandments, His Torah, But when we can make a decision not to tolerate certain things, we should make that decision not to tolerate things, right? Um, So yeah, that's what I have to say with that. Um, But someone was asking me if if, uh, I have a relationship with my parents today and my siblings, and unfortunately, I don't at this time. Um, But I keep praying and I, I remain hopeful. You know, but um, at this point, I'm leaving it in Yah's hands, and it's whatever is his will and his plans in that area. And you know, again, I have forgiven all of them. I'm still healing from certain things, but I have forgiven them. And uh, yeah, you know, we just—I just have to wait and see, and uh, you know what, how Yah wants to restore it, if that's his plan and his will. And um yeah, but, you know, we have to be assertive, too. We have to let people know that they can't treat us certain ways, you know, or if they can't respect who we are, who we are in YAH and our faith walk, then, you know, I love you, but <laughs> sorry, you know, so, but that is that I now want to share the other side of forgiveness so I want to talk real quick about those that have you know done the offense they've hurt somebody and um you know maybe they want to apologize so maybe you're someone maybe maybe there's someone listening or will listen to this episode maybe you have done something wrong maybe this is something that you have been holding on to for a long time maybe this could be something that just recently happened um Maybe you are trying to figure out a way on um, how to apologize, right? Maybe you want to ask somebody for forgiveness. So I just want to talk briefly about that now. I've never really had to do that. I've I've never really had to do that, but I can speak from my perspective on it and probably how the person feels. So first things first, I'm sure that the person already knows that they've done wrong. That's the first step is acknowledging that you were in error. Okay, that's the very first step. It's kind of like, and I don't mean to use this as as a parallel, but it's the best thing I can think of. When people are are in addiction, and they want to get better, the first thing that they have to admit is that they have a problem. Because if they don't view that addiction as a problem, they're not going to be able to heal because they can't even get past that first step. They can't even... Like they don't realize that they have a problem. So if you don't have a problem, why would you want to heal, right? There's nothing wrong with you, right? Like the saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Type of thing. (laughs) So um, just like with that, the first thing is admitting and understanding and realizing that you have offended the person you have done wrong, okay? That's the first thing. Now, if you've gotten to that point... And I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak as if I'm speaking to the person. Maybe they've come to me and asked me for advice. I'll just do it that way. Um, you've realized that you've done wrong and you want to apologize, but you don't know how. And I understand that can be a scary thing because of a few things. One, you don't know if your apology will be accepted. Um, you probably don't really want to be rejected by the person, especially, again, depending on the relationship, depending on who this is if this is a loved one, if this is a friend, either way, you know, um, even though we know we've done something to hurt the person, we don't want to be rejected either, right? Because the whole idea of wanting to apologize is in hope of reconciliation. Reconciliation can't really happen if the apology isn't accepted, or maybe the person just wants nothing to do with you anymore. And that could be the case. Um, Again, it just depends on the severity, how long it's been. Um, But believe it or not, I'll probably say that 90% of the people that are waiting to be apologized to are, are actually wanting that apology. So more than likely, when you do apologize, they're going to be happy to accept it. Now, even if they accept it, it doesn't mean that things are going to go back to the way they were, or that you guys are going to reconcile and begin talking again, or they could just accept it. And then you both move on your separate ways. Then again, apology can break the ice and open the door to restoring or reconciling, you know, a relationship. And again, this could be family members, this could be a marriage or a couple. Um, it could be friends, even co-workers. This applies to any relationship, okay? Um, it also depends on what was done. You know, if trust was broken or something like that, that takes a lot longer to heal. and It's a, it's a longer process. Um, if it was just an offense, you know, um, that can be rectified with an apology. Absolutely. If you don't know how to contact the person. I'm going to say this. Number one, pray about it. And if it's always will for you to apologize to this person, ask him to make a way or to reveal a way for you to get in contact with this person. Now, let's be honest. Nowadays, it's not that hard to find somebody. And it's also not that hard to communicate with somebody. If you really want to communicate with somebody, you can do it. It's not like we live back in those times. And I, I know all about this because I watch a lot of shows that are like, based in like the 1800s or early 1900s. It's not like that in order to contact somebody, we would have to write them a letter. (laughs) It's not like we would have to do like a telegram or um, when the telephone first came out, it was like this process just to connect with somebody, you know, Uh, we're a little more fortunate now. We have a lot of ways to be able to connect with people all over the world. It doesn't matter the distance. Um, You know, we have, of course, phones, that um you know we can text message we can facetime or video chat we have social media platforms that allow us to to do um instant message or private message we can do emails we can communicate through emails i mean there are so many different ways i mean my goodness not that i condone this but you can even look up people's information and find them you know um my point is, is that if you're trying to reconnect with somebody or look for somebody, more than chances are you'll find them. I was sharing in part one. I think I shared this in part one with the manager I worked with. That I actually it was really crazy. Um, I came across that manager on Facebook. Um, I had just opened up my Facebook. I hadn't had my Facebook in years. I had just opened it. And I realized after some time that we had a mutual friend. I ended up adding somebody that I guess was a friend of his. (laughs) And um, sometimes Facebook shows you these things, like people you may know, and he popped up one day on there. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the manager. And um, it took me a little bit, but I mustered up the courage to send him a friend request because I thought, you know what, one... You know, let me just show him that, you know, everything's in the past. And the other reason why I did it, too, was because I had noticed real quick at quick glance, um, he had some employees on his friends list that worked the same job that that we did. Um, and so I thought, OK, well, why not? You know, um, and also just to show him, you know, uh, that all was well and I forgave him. And, you know, because who's ever going to think like, oh, my goodness, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, I have fired this person and mistreated this person and they're sending me a friend request whoa, like, you know a lot of people wouldn't expect that so I thought that maybe it might show him just a neutral friend, you know and and that was it unfortunately he never accepted it um, after two weeks I was like uh, eh, you know, let me just cancel it I don't, I don't I didn't want to create an awkward situation so, but, and that can happen. The other reason why I'm sharing that, because that can happen, you know, and I know that most of us have this fear in place of like reaching out to somebody when it's one, been a a while, two, you know, the last time you saw each other, it was on bad terms, things like that. But remember, we have to push past that fear. Um, we have to just get to the point where, um, don't allow those things to happen, brothers and sisters, because one, we know things like fear and stuff like that, negative thoughts are not from Yahuwah. And um, the enemy oftentimes will try to cause delays and things like that. So we just have to bear in mind, you know, again, pray about it. Just pray and ask y'all how to go about it and to give you the courage that you need to reach out to this person. Another thing is, and I guess. I guess it's kind of one of the positive things about ways we can communicate with others. But then again, not really, because I don't feel it's very like, personal or things like that. But nowadays, we can communicate with people and never really see them, you know? So what I mean by that is, for the person that wants to apologize, you can do something as simple as send an email. You can say whatever you want. It can be something as simple as, I'm sorry. Or you can go into even more detail and express how you feel, you know, you can send, again, if you're on Facebook, you can send a message in Messenger, Um, if you happen to have their number, you can text them, right, there's, or even go the old-fashioned route, if you have their address, you can send them a letter, which I think is really special, to be honest with you, just because it's not really done anymore, I think that just shows a lot of care, right, Um, just be prepared that you may not get a response, right? Or you may get a response, but it may not, like, continue on, right? Like, for example, they may respond, you know, thank you so much for your apology, but at this time, you know, I feel it's best that we go our separate ways or that we maintain a distance. Like, for example, with me, with my parents, right? Even though I try to reconcile with them and I try to be around them and be a part of their lives and them a part of mine, it just got to the point where I knew that the best thing was, even if, even if they had come and reconciled in their own way, and I say own way because my parents have never apologized. They've, I've never heard the words, I'm sorry, come out of either one of my parents' mouths. Um, but I knew it was their way of reconciling. I knew it was their way of apologizing, even though they didn't directly apologize. So I got to the point where I had to say, you know, I appreciate it, but I feel it's best at this time to keep a distance. And for some of you, again, depending on what it was, it can absolutely break the ice and rekindle things and reconcile things, you know? Sometimes that's all that needed to happen and then boom, you're talking again. Everything's well, you know? Um, So, you know, just be open to what can happen. And I know I probably shouldn't say this because I know you probably are going to take it to heart, especially if you love the person, but try not to. Try to understand that maybe they just need time to heal. Maybe they're still trying to get past that hurt. And again, this really just depends on the severity. You know, if we're talking about a marriage where a spouse maybe was unfaithful or did something, you know, really hurtful, it's going to take longer. Now, if it's something like, for example, the experience I shared at the workplace, if this person, I'll just give you an example, right, just to show you the different levels if this manager was actually to reach out to me one day or maybe if he would have accepted my friend request and just said hello to one another and if he had happened to come up like hey you know what I'm so sorry about you know firing you and stuff like that you know I feel really bad I apologize you know hope you can forgive me that would have been like amazing you know what I mean and you know, maybe we could have become friends or something like that. Again, depending, again, I don't know if the person is married or what, or, you know, but just to give you an example, right? Because that wasn't too severe, right? I mean, it was hurtful. He did me wrong, left me without a job and stuff like that. But Hey, you know, like you move past it, but more severe things like what my parents did to me, um, or again, something between husband and wife, especially if it was like being unfaithful or something like that. Um, you know, that's, that's more severe and those things take more time, even if an apology has been made. But I can tell you this for those of you that are on the end of wanting to apologize. The longer you wait, the more harder it does become. Um, so if you're someone that this is just something has recently happened, um, and if you feel led and convicted to apologize and I would definitely do that. I would definitely work your way to that. If it has been some time, whether it's been a few months or even a few years, it's never too late. And I'm sure that whoever that person is that you're needing to apologize to, I'm sure they would appreciate it no matter how long it's been. Even if they say, "Hey, I really appreciate that." I really really do but I just feel that it's best that we go our separate ways. Or even if they don't respond, you as the one apologizing can at least have that weight off of your shoulders, especially if it's something that's caused you shame and guilt. For some people that go through this, which is why I was telling the people that have been offended to pray, because most people that have done something wrong, they, feel, they do feel bad about it, even if they don't show it. Right. And again, depending on what it was, it could be something that's always stayed with you. That you've always felt bad about or it's affected your day to day living. Or maybe sometimes you don't sleep at night. Maybe you lose sleep. Right. Maybe sometimes you're reminded of it and it just kind of plagues you, you know. And again, that can be the Holy Spirit, the Ruach tugging at you. Right. Tugging at your heart to really put closure and apologize to that person, especially if it is people that are meant to be in your life, right? I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I feel the Holy Spirit so strongly right now when I say that. There's somebody that needs to hear that. There's somebody that... You have been wanting to apologize to somebody that you care a lot about. I don't know if this is a family member or if this is somebody you love, like love, like romantic love or like somebody you love, somebody you know that you're supposed to be with or even marry. Maybe something happened and you've been hanging on to this for a while. And, but you just don't know how to break the ice and apologize. For, like you're scared out of your mind <laughs> even though you feel so strongly to apologize to this person because you care for this person you didn't mean to hurt them is what I'm getting wow I don't get this I, I've had this a few times when I've shared words I've given warnings but wow that just came out of nowhere I don't know who that's for who needed to hear that but whoever needed to hear it I pray that you do but the Holy Spirit is letting you know to apologize to this person. They're going to accept it, and it's going to reconcile you both. And it's, it's going to um, move the two of you along. So again, I don't know if this is a family member. I don't know if this is someone that you're supposed to be with. And you're not because of what happened. And I'm getting other circumstances as well. But those are things you'll work through. So anyways, I don't know who needed to hear that, but there you go. <laughs> uh, so anyways, getting back to it. Um, it's not, you know, both situations are extremely difficult, whether you, you are the one that has been hurt or whether you're the one that did the hurt or did the the offense, I guess. Um, you know, just take it to yawn prayer. And ask them to reveal it to you and how to go about it. That's the best advice that I can give you. And I hope that what I've shared tonight has been helpful. Uh, whether you are the one that's been hurt, like I have been, or whether you are the one that, that you know, caused the pain um, and did something. You know, listen, we all make mistakes. We all sometimes unintentionally hurt someone, right? Even if we didn't mean to. Um, it happens. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. Now, if you did do it intentionally, you know, repent about it and ask, ask first and foremost, are yeah, for forgiveness. And then ask the person that you offended, ask them for forgiveness. Now, if you're someone, I'll just go ahead and add this in here. If you are someone that you still don't see what you did wrong, I'm going to say this there may still be some pride, okay? Ask Yah to help you, show you. Ask Him to help you with the pride that you can set that aside and humble yourself. And ask Him to help you see the error of your way, okay? If you are someone struggling to let go of unforgiveness and you're having a hard time forgiving the person that's hurt you, again, set aside your pride humble yourself before YAH and ask him to help you with that now I've been there I've been there and I know people who have struggled to see the error of their ways neither is good and it's where we need to go to YAH to ask him to help us um I had someone ask me in an email yesterday why was it that it was so easy for me to forgive the manager um But harder for me to forgive my parents. You know, and I'm just going to be flat out honest. You know, the situation with my parents happened at different times in my life. And one of them, I wasn't even a believer yet. Um, I was also much younger. And I just didn't have the understanding that I had by the time I met this manager and went through what I went through. Um, The other thing, too, is that... The manager, I feel, didn't have certain tendencies and traits as my parents did. Um, And also, for whatever reason, Yahuwah actually showed me that this person was not who they portrayed themselves to be. Um, And that helped a lot with me being able to forgive him because I actually saw who he was. I saw that he actually had a beautiful heart. Um, And that's what really helped me as well. You know, that I knew that his actions were out of whatever he was dealing with at that time and whatever emotions he was feeling. Um, with my parents, I couldn't really understand those things until now, much later. Um, and it's harder too because they're my parents, you know, like it hurts more, you know, same thing if it would have been like my spouse or something like that, um, it just hurts a little bit more. And you know, this manager, I mean, I cared for him. I, I really liked him. I thought he was a really nice man. And, um, you know, I was, I was a little bit shocked and a little bit hurt because one, I was confused. I was like, what happened to the man that was so nice and polite and just full of these manners? And, you know, yeah, it, it was, it was just, it's quite a bit mistaken, but again, what really helped me with that was that Yah helped me to see who this person really was as well. Um, and it also taught me to just pray like crazy for this person, which was really a strange experience for me. Because even though I was a believer and I know we're supposed to pray for whoever needs prayer, but I had never experienced it quite like I did with this, this manager that I worked with. Um, that was really my first real experience, truly praying for somebody Um, just with everything that I had, again, my, with my parents that happened at different times in my life. And even though I pray for my parents today, but, you know, I got to tell you, um, I pray for a lot of different people, but there are just certain people that I really fervently pray for. And for some reason, um, that man, that manager is one of them on my list (laughs) that I pray for often. Um. I don't know, I guess that person just really touched me in a certain way. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with what, how Yahuwah just really showed me about this person. Um, and I've, I've had that happen uh, twice before, or not before, but I've had it happen since. And I, I know it's Yah's way of telling me that these people I really need to pray for. And that there's something there with it. So that's all, that's the best way I can explain it for now. Um, and I have forgiven my parents. It's just, I've had to forgive my parents over and over and over with the manager. I've only had to do that once. So that's the other difference. So hopefully that makes sense. And remember, like I said earlier, it really depends on the situation, severity and who it is. So yeah, anyways, I hope that this last episode has helped it was really hard for me to share the experiences I did in part one and part two, but I'm glad I did. And um, again, I am here for whoever needs to talk further about this or needs to share or you need prayer. Um, I hope that I can help. Uh, please feel free to reach out. And yeah, I will do what I can. I'm going to jump off now because it is super late. And again, thank you all so much for listening. And again, I pray and hope that this has been a source of encouragement and help for those that have either already walked through this really difficult trial or you are going through this trial. Know that you're not alone, and I am praying, even if I don't know that you're going through it, but I'm praying for all those that have either dealt with it or are dealing with it. All right, brothers and sisters, that's really it for this podcast ministry. I hope you all enjoyed my bonus series, I guess. (laughs) Again, the Father just really laid that on my heart to share that topic, something I've been reflecting a lot with as well. Um, So yeah, that is it. I love you all so much. I'm praying for you all. Feel free to reach out via email or by phone call um, or Facebook um, if y'all have me on Facebook. My Facebook is deactivated and will remain deactivated, but if we're friends, We can still communicate via messenger. If we're not friends, I'm sorry. We won't be able to communicate. For some reason, that's how it is on Facebook. Um, But we can always talk another way. So at this time, I don't have any social media or anything like that. Um, So yeah, we'll just have to talk the old-fashioned way. (laughs) All right, y'all. That really is it. I love you all so much. May Yahweh bless you all abundantly. And I am praying for each and every one of you. Many blessings and shalom to you all.